I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. That's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lane, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Yo, Plague here bringing you some different style of content. This is a half marathon where we recorded some content with cataracts, pantyhose, Chucky and Sven. You will hear the marching of men through the wilderness. As we talk about purpose and identity, we get vulnerable and we get real. Hope you enjoy it. We have five core principles. We're always outdoors. We're always led in a rotating fashion. We're open to all men. We're always free, and we enter a circle of trust. Yeah, buddy. Today we're gonna leave no man behind and leave no man where we found him. I'm not a professional, clearly. <laughs> to modify as necessary. It's nosy. Yeah, love it. I'm gonna grab my skateboard and my bungee cord. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll only attach during the episode. To just surrender control. Yeah. Like, submit my will to a power higher yeah. than myself. And I don't know, it's, it's different for everybody, but I think there's a certain level of... Uh, people also don't spend enough time thinking about who they want to be. Yeah. And so then you don't factor that into the decisions you make today. Yeah. And so then you get stuck in this rut of like, I just do the same stuff every day. But I have no clue where I'm going. And I'm not making decisions based on the future version of myself I want to be. So, the part of getting vulnerable, I'll just jump in here. Yeah. Because that actually exactly what I wanted to talk about. Because, you know, it's interesting what F3 has done for me. In terms of, you know, and I feel robbed because it got me so late in life. But that's why we say hate to all those young guys. I've always, yeah, I've got me so it's got you know throughout my life. I've gotten a lot off of, and I'll I'll credit to my parents like my work ethic, the grind, always kind of like being like a cat. I can figure it out, land on my feet. Um, but to that extent, like I've always felt like. I mean, from an adolescent to really up until, you know, probably five, six years ago, or nine years ago when I started to have kids, that, like, I felt like you didn't have an identity. Yeah. And so I went through some phases where oh, I grew my hair out, I wore tie-dyes, and I smoked a little pot, but, like, nothing crazy, but I was seriously on the path of, like, what you just said. Yeah. Like, I had, I felt like I had no direction, and... I felt like I was literally like a like a cotton seed just flying around. If this group liked me, I would I would morph into them. If this group liked me, I'd morph into them. And so I was really struggling with the you know, where the hell do I belong? And as a child, not even child, like as a young adult, that's tough, right? Because you have friends that have a calling 
like cataracts going into, you know, optometry, optometry, or other other like uh, professions that are specialized and people know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like, God dang, I don't know what I want to do, you know. And I still feel a little bit of that. But this was the first time in my life that I felt like. I aligned with the group and the group aligned with me and it wasn't like a, a one directional process. And, you know, again, you have your family, you have your kids and that's kind of set that aside, but the, the true partnership with friends in life, right? right? Um, look at this, how metaphorical is that? Um, Love that. And so, and, uh, and so it's just a, I'm glad you're testing that because that was just such a that was such a struggle for me in my life and you know I don't know what it looks like to you guys on the outside I seem pretty confident kind of know what I'm doing but like man guys I fumbled around for a good portion of my life trying to find that purpose yeah everybody has that you know we we get good at putting on what our thing is yes and that's I think that's one of the beauties of F3 like Right, you, you can, right now you can have that. There's not many people that you tell that story to, Chuck. Yeah, there's nobody. I've never told that story to anybody. And I think probably the reality is we all sort of have a story similar. And that, that might even be the man's story, right? It might be a man's story for the vast majority of us. Yeah. Well, that's Chuck. Yeah, I went to medical school. And the whole time I thought I was too regimented. And I wanted to be free. And I wanted to go fuck off on a weekend, but wow. I couldn't. And yeah. so, so you felt trapped. Yes. Versus just a different angle. And then I got a job where everybody around me is 65. <laughs> Talk about isolation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I would say uh, one of the things that's been fascinating to me is so you, so you spent all this time early on in life doing this thing that's really a false identity. It's true. When you figure it out, you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. <laughs> so, and you talk about going to the end of yourself, and like, I don't know if I've like done that. Yeah. But I feel like I spent a long time in the ether. Yep. Well, so that's, so I did a values exercise with Firewalker. Really simple, but at the time, I needed to define my ideal self. Otherwise, I was going to keep. Otherwise, I was going to keep making uh, making really bad choices. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, who do I want to be? What are the values I need to guide my decisions to get me there? And uh, but I struggled with like, like I got a ton of friends that are still using. Yeah. I got a buddy who's been in and out of rehab three or four times, and he claims he doesn't have a problem. Yeah. And right. so you have to like. I can't, I can't go to resentment, right? Resentment right. leads to anger. Right. But I also can't be around this p- person. Right. Uh, your own health. Right. And so that F3 has kind of turned into that spiritual community. Yeah. yeah you mentioned that the other day. I yeah. that was really telling. Yeah. It's just everybody needs a place to be accepted for who they are. But I, I, what's been a challenge for me is I don't know who I am, so I'm just going to be... I think I'm, I am, and rely on my buddies to correct me if what I'm doing doesn't align. And, and, and that is so interesting because 
don't know, I'll speak for myself, but maybe others too, but on the outside looking in, dude, you're like, <laughs> I mean, had, had I not known your story, you're like, on the outside, you're like, I mean, honestly, not knowing that story, you're 100% put together, this guy's got a direction, he's got a great family, he's got a great, you know, network, like, super outgoing, like, when I first started at 3, you were like one of the first guys that just came up to me and started chatting me up. Fuck, I think you offered me a job at that point. I did, yeah. And, and I'm like, what is this place? Who are these people? And uh, that sounds anonymous. Yeah. And so anyways, it's interesting how we can bury that self, that lack of self-understanding. But everyone else on the outside looking in is like, boy, this guy's got his shit together. Yeah. Which probably, you know, for me, it's like, well, I can't be that far off because I'm, again, I'm a functioning non-directional person right that finds purpose in things but doesn't have a feel like I have a true purpose yet um so anyway sorry that's yeah. kind of kinda a little bit of the under the covers for me guys yeah I struggle today with what the heck am I even good at sometimes and, and that's that might be why I run because yeah. I can do that. Like, I can for sure go out and I can run. Well, that's interesting because, so I listened to the Khaki's podcast. Yeah. And he talked about that. Like, he had that addictive personality. Still does. And he's like, I turned that from the drinking at night, those two hours, and took that towards sleeping, and then busted my ass in the morning. Yep. And I got addicted to the workouts. And so, you know, that that, that concept of addiction isn't like shouldn't always be looked at in a negative light. Right. It can be a positive force in your life. Yep. Well, some of it, too, is... So, oh, Kelly McGonigal has a book called uh, Willpower. And she talks about how you can train your brain to have more willpower by exercising it more often. Go south. But she also talks about how your willpower is a muscle, and so, yes. so the more the more decisions you're making in a day, the less kind of mental power you have. And I think, you know, for me, it's like, what decisions am I wasting time making that get me to this spot where temptation is easier to give into? You know, like, how do I eliminate those decisions? So I just started wearing shorts to work every day. Yeah, I'm just Yeah, no underwear. No, no, no underwear hey, hey, bird dogs, man. I mean, you are the bird dog. I, yeah. Oh, gee. Name change. Name <laughs> change. Mid-year review. But I think purpose, too, is maybe a little... So... It's a little what? It's, it's a little bit more fluid than we'd like it to be. Like, I think God... We want God to say, here's your purpose. Yes. Do this every day, and you'll meet your yes. purpose. But you want a lane to follow. I think, I think God is saying, at least to me, your your purpose is follow me and glorify me in whatever I'm calling you to do. Right. So maybe, maybe that's, hey, you really are feeling pressure from work, but that meeting's not till eight, and this guy right here needs one to listen to him at coffee till seven fifteen. Right. Stay. Right. Right. Stay. Like you don't need you don't need to log into work 30 minutes early and answer five additional emails. Yeah. And uh, 
but we get into that because and they talk about this but with the concentrica you gravitate towards the thing you have like you can get immediate feedback from right so or maybe the thing you're the best you're the best at well because I mean I am pretty good at email my inbox is at yeah. three right now maybe about CD yeah but it, it is kind of a and there's some addictive stuff to it too because there's some dopamine that's released right when you uh when you complete a task and you get positive yeah. feedback right. from the right. world, there's yeah. dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. And that's, uh, and you know, and it's actually interesting because the reason I said it's because of what I'm good at. So, like, I will call a, a site or a cue that uh, Pantyhose had um, last fall. And he had his phone, he's like, his phone? Like, when I get home, it goes on the fridge. Mm. And, like, for the longest time, guys, you know, and I was, I'm a victim of that. Get caught up in all the shit that's around me, and here I am, you know, I've got everything in front of me that matters. Yeah. Right? My children, my wife, God, like, it's all right there. And I choose to read some fucking bullshit email or some, or, or some stupid COVID article. Yeah. Or whatever made up shit the world wants to present as distraction for me. And, totally. you know, in reality, I should be right there in the moment. You know, the best reset we had in our house was in power for 40 hours. Yeah. Talk yeah. about that. That was, that was, so it, it unplugged our kids. Yeah. And we didn't realize, you know, we have some restrictions on their timing. Yeah. But we didn't realize that in the evenings, when we kind of sit down and watch the news or something, they go plug into their screens. And so without that for 40 hours, they were coming down and we were interacting more as a family. Awesome. And all of a sudden, I got out to next four in Battleship. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Games my kids. I can't remember the last time I'd even played it with my yeah. youngest son. That was kind of embarrassing to admit. Yeah. But it happened. That's cool. So, Chucky, what do you think is your... Where are you at now? I mean... I think I'm in a good place, man. Not, not from a I've got it figured out perspective. I'm in a good place from a, I'm recognizing, like, where I'm, where I'm deficient, where I'm short. Sure. So I think, like, like I'm not going to use the excuse, but I will say, 100% work in progress. Yeah. But now I'm recognizing what's important and what's not. And I'm making conscious steps to try to focus my time and energy with my children and my wife and God and the things that are most important right and try to eliminate distractions have I done all those things absolutely not I'm so much I'm so much trying to to do that well one of the things that I think so we always say you know come to three come back lean in and but I guess you know, I, what I think I've seen you do and would love your perspective is uh, what does leaning in look like? I mean, I think, you know, just it could be as simple as like, as a new guy, yeah. you initiate conversation with some of the other guys. Yeah. Or, well, what's your, what are your yeah, thoughts? So, so leaning in for me is, is a combination of things. And I think I'm naturally extroverted, but get me in a, get me in a, um, in a group of new people. And I quickly become introverted. Yeah. When I start to get to know people, I think you guys have probably seen it, then I evolve and I get 
I start to get more comfortable and then I can talk shit and I can have fun and like that's my comfort zone is like right having fun and really enjoying what we're doing with those people right yeah um, and uh, and so I think like leaning in for me was okay I got these guys I know a couple man I really want to start like once you start drinking the Kool-Aid and I don't mean it in a negative way like truly the F3 goodness once you start like believing that and you're bought in then it's like you want more and then you start you know reaching out to more guys and start to have more conversations and then all of a sudden there's you know Birdman is is brought to tears at a COT for whatever's on his mind that day and that shit is powerful man I don't care who you are how macho you are but to to be there when another guy is so touched by something happened in his life and we can share that with him. I think that's what's powerful about it too, is like these are guys that are professionals, they've got great, you know, seemingly right on the surface. Seemingly. Right? Everybody's put together. But it just uncovers the belly of, you know, we we all have these things that we battle that most people don't know about. Yes. And we don't know how to talk about it. Yes. Or have anybody to talk about it with. Most of the time, kids, boys are instructed not to talk about it. Right. From early on. And so so leaning in then, like, from that perspective, like, then that, we'll slow down. Then that, uh, that actually builds my confidence, right? Because then I'm like, back to my earlier point in my conversation of sort of being kind of lost, right? Listless in life, at least from a key purpose. And, like, it helps me not to see that other people are struggling. But it helps me to know that, like, there are people who feel way more put together than me that are still struggling with stuff. And then what that does for me, and so leaning in, is is a form of vulnerability for me. It's, it's my, this is my outlet to talk about things that are on my mind and know that guys are going to listen and guys are going to try to help me. Yeah. And so leaning in is getting more of that feedback. And then, obviously, I love the fitness part because... That's how I can get to the point where I can lean. I can go on a pre-run, which before you guys used to drag me around when I was dying. I couldn't have had this conversation. And uh, but, th- but those to me, I've said this before, but the pre-runs are almost more valuable to me than the beatdowns. Yeah. And, and it's for this. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I would agree with you. You know, Chucky, it's interesting. When we first, when I first started, I still don't remember the last, the first time we were pre-running together. Would you curse like that sailor? Yeah. But you don't anymore. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I honestly think it's like, and again, it's like, it's like this, like, concept of a little bit of like, okay, I want to shadow these guys that I look up to, these guys that are doing great in their community, these guys that are successful, these guys that are great family men. They don't do that as much, but they do it. We do it for purpose. And I've always had a little bit of a sailor mouth, you know? So Chuck, always. I would say be yourself. Yeah. If you speak like a sailor, be a sailor. I don't you? No, and, and, here, and here's why. Because because there's a respect factor. Yeah, so so it's so it's not like a it's not like I wanna sail like a sailor. That's okay. not the person I wanna be. All right. okay. Now I do it because of habit, because of people that I ran around with okay. my whole life, right? Swearing was a thing. And now with kids especially and, yeah. and in this group, you know, if you're if you're the only guy that's like that's like blasting F bombs and everyone's kinda of looking at you like, huh? 
then it's a little bit, you know, counter to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. What about leading a workout? Has that had helped you kind of lean in, you feel like? Or? Um, but yeah, so I remember my first time. And I, you know, it was definitely, and I, again, I lead a lot of big groups, no problem speaking in front of them. But man, that first one, I had the script, I had everything laid out, and like, I feel like I blacked out, I didn't remember anything, I don't even have like, didn't know what the heck I was doing. And, uh, but it's empowering in a way too, because, like, why, I ask myself, why am I nervous? Yeah. Why is this a big deal to me? This is like five guys. Because I respect them all. And because I know that, like, their opinion matters to me. Yeah. And what they think about me matters, and what, what, like, what I'm doing and how it's impactful matters, what my message matters, right? So when it's different, I feel like in corporate America, you talk and people placate. Yeah. But they don't listen, they don't understand, they don't care about you as a person. Right. And like this group, they care about you as a person. And they want good things for you. And that's why it's so important and why I was so nervous. But then in terms of leaning in, like, now it's like a source of strength, right? Like, I got something to say and I want everybody to hear it. Yeah. And so I'm going to go get on a cue. The workout is like, you can get the workout anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I started with the workouts. Right now I'm like, like I said, those are the secondary now. Now it's about the conversations, the relationships, you know, the advice. Yo, we covered a lot of ground there, physically and emotionally, spiritually, mentally, with the topics that we covered. I do want to give a shout out to the guys for being open to recording a cast while out on the run. And who knows, maybe this won't be the last episode of The Gloom out on the run. This has been Brandon Flea Hardy, 35, The Plague. Peace out.